This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. You got your Bible, go with me to the book of Romans, chapter 10. Romans 10. Uh, many of you are very aware of, of Pastor Robert Morris down in South Lake, Texas. and I heard him speak last night, and he made this comment, and he said, you know, Paul's last words there in 2 Timothy, he said, preach the word. Preach the word. And this is a concern of mine. It's been this way for years, but the church is getting farther and farther away from the word of God. The only thing that can change is the word of God. And so understand, that's why I'm, I'm, so, I'm so gung-ho on the word of God. I do you no good unless I give you the word of God. Not my opinion, but the word of God. And again, that's, that's where we got to stay with it and we stay with it. And that's one of the great flavors of this church. You come here, you're going to get the word, okay? If you don't like the word, you're in the wrong place. Hit the road, Jack. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Go somewhere where you can be reached, okay? But we're going to preach the word. And that was Jesus or the Apostle Paul's last, his last words to Timothy. So, in saying that, we're going to begin here again tonight on an area that has become very, very uh, not taught about much anymore. And we got on it last week somewhat, just the power of your tongue. Our scripture reference to that again last week, one of the great ones, is Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Death and life. And so we're going to talk about how powerful your words are again. It's very important that you start saying out of your mouth what the Word of God says. It is pivotal or pivotal for the transforming of your life. Now, I'm very aware of the, the extremes and the abuses of this. Now, what I mean by that, there's been doctrine that you name it and claim it. You, you speak it and God will leak it. You blab it and then you can grab it. I understand all that, and, and I don't believe in that part, but I do believe in the core principle of how powerful your tongue is. So we begin here in Romans 10. I'm just going to show you immediately how powerful your words are. Verse number 8. But what does it say? The Word, the Word of God is near you. How is it near you? In your mouth, in your heart, that is the Word of faith we preach i got to get the Word in me. And part of the process that begins to take place is once the Word gets in me, the more I begin to speak the Word out of my mouth, it will begin to hook to my heart. That's why I tell you, keep speaking the Word. Speak to the mountain, speak to the mountain. Keep speaking the Word, keep speaking the Word, okay? When's it going to happen? Well, I'm not God, but God's Word tells me, keep speaking it. Speak the word over your life. And again, if you've been here very long, you've heard the different testimonies in my life about speaking the word, what it did. It wasn't me. It became a discipline within me to speak the word. And because of that, and I got set free from alcohol, guys. I'm not talking about a little bit. I'm talking about crazy stuff. I mean, my wife was telling people some stories the other day about it. They were asking her how bad, and she was like, it was bad. It doesn't bother me when she shares that. You know why? Because that's not me. That old guy's dead. He's gone. But it came to speaking the Word of God and living through the Word of God. So, there's your first thought. Verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. 
So the gateway to salvation for every one of us is to believe with my heart and to confess with my mouth. So we could say it this way. 50% of your salvation is dependent on you confessing with your mouth. So he tells me again right there, the power of being saved, the power of being born again is through a confession of the, of the mouth, a binding declaration that comes from my mouth. Now, how many of you have ever done that where you said, I, I, I believe, Lord Jesus, you're Lord of my life. I receive you as Lord of my life, and according to Romans 10, 9, I'm saved. And many of us have done that. And you know what? You can too. Any one of us in here can do that. But it's heart believed and appropriated from my mouth. Keep reading, verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So again, we see something that takes place here. The direct indicator of what's in my heart is going to come out of my mouth. Said this way, if you want to locate yourself, just listen to what's coming out of your mouth. Now here's what I found out about that. It's a lot easier for me to correct other people with what they're saying than me to correct myself. Haven't you ever figured that out? I mean, you teach on this, and you start being aware of people's words, and one day I hear Tim saying something, and I say, Tim, you, you shouldn't be saying that, dude. Life and death. But yet, if we looked in the mirror, we're doing the same thing. So when I read this right here, understand, he who calls upon the name of the Lord. Tim doesn't call on the name of the Lord. I, I choose to do that in the area of salvation. So again, he's telling us through this scripture you're responsible for what you're calling upon. Now, when it uses the word call upon, you know what that, that, that picture comes to me? It pictures to me of a, of a phone. I call. I call upon the Lord. I pick up the phone of heaven. And it said, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So right there, it, 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 it didn't say you have to be this way. It didn't say if you're It doesn't matter if you're Jew, Gentile. It doesn't matter if you're red, yellow, black, white, and brown. We're all sheep. But he said, you're going to have to call upon the name of the Lord. So immediately, we begin to see the power of the tongue right there. Now, if we had time, I could take you back into the early parts of Genesis. Genesis 1-2. And you know how God created the world? It doesn't say, and God snapped his fingers. It doesn't say, and God pretended he was Dorothy and clicked his heels together two times. Look at it. You know what it'll say? In ten different occasions, it'll say, and God said. And God said. And God created man, and God said, and God said, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Pastor, you believe in the Big Bang Theory? I do. God spoke, and bang. Bang, it happened. I believe every bit of that. I believe that's how this world was created because the Bible said so. Now to go a little deeper tonight, go with me to the book of Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. And you know, some of these passages of Scripture, you may have read this 
a hundred times, a thousand times. But what I find out about the Word of God is oftentimes the very things I've read and studied, I've got out of habit of doing. I know what the Word of God says, but I just quit acting on that. Now, we begin in, in Matthew 12, verse 34. Let's start, yeah, verse 34. Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? Now, to me, you know what he's saying here? Because you're evil, that evil's in your heart. Because you're evil, you're going to speak evil things. He goes on to say, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's in your heart is going to be revealed from your mouth. So how do I know what's in my heart? Well, let me ask you something. What are you putting in your heart? Because what I'm putting in my heart, what I'm feeding my heart, and when it talks about the heart right there, he's not talking about this thing that's going bum, 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 bum. He's talking about my spirit, man, the real me. So whatever's in my spirit, man, my heart, it's going to be reflected from my mouth. My mouth will locate me. If you get around a person that is feeding themselves on the Word of God on a consistent basis, I'm going to tell you the Word of God will jump out of it. Just come out of it. But if you get around a person who's, who's feeding his heart on TV, on the internet, those things will begin to reveal out of his mouth. How do I know it? You'll begin to hear what he's speaking. I didn't say it, Jesus said it. He said, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth's going to speak. So if I start getting the word of God in my mouth, that's what's going to come out. And so if someone asks you a question, the response would be, man, the word of God's going to come out. What's the word say? What's the word say? Verse 35. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, is going to bring forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. Now, this verse is really interesting because if you'll note in there who he's talking to or talking about. He says man. He said you're either going to be a good man or you're going to be an evil man. And notice what he said there. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart is going to bring forth good things. So again, when he's talking about good man or evil man, guess who makes that decision? You do. I do. I'm the man. And so because of my decision making, it's going to identify me as either evil or good. I can tell you this right now, for many years of my life, I would have been identified as evil. You know what? I didn't know Jesus. But once I got born again, everything began to shift and change. And so again, when it says the evil man, it's a person who doesn't know God. But the more I know God and the more I get around God, the more I'm going to act like God. But it's interesting to me here that he specifically mentions man. What a man chooses to do. Keep reading. Verse 36. But I say to you that for every word men... Now looky there, here he goes back. For every word that men may speak, they will give an account of it on the day of judgment. Now when I look at that right there and he says... For every idle word, 
You know what that word idle word means? Careless, inoperative, and also non-working. Now, I don't know how God does it, but he's got an accountant somehow. And so if he says for every idle word that man may speak, you're going to give an account of it. That statement right there tells me immediately, your words got power. And when I look at this, I believe the Lord Jesus, and that's who said this, I believe he's telling us the significance of your words. Now, look how he ends this passage in verse 37. For by your words... Not your wife's words, not your spouse's words, not your mama's words. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Now, when we see those two words, justified and condemned, they, they, can, they can cause some, I, I don't know what that is. Let me break down this a little bit. The word justify literally means to pronounce righteousness. It is to decree or declare, I'm right. I'm right. I'm in right standing. With, I'm right. I'm godly. I'm a man of God. Not because of what I do, because of my who again, because of Jesus. I'm not going to get right with God because of my doing, okay? It's all because Christ Jesus. So he said, you're either going to be justified those words, you're going to be declared as right by your words, or you're going to be condemned by your words. Now think about the word condemned. There's buildings in our city that it'll say that, that building's condemned. You know what that means? You don't want to go in it. You don't want to get near it. Now, I begin to follow this word condemned in the Bible. I found the same meaning for the word condemned here as I did in the book of Job, specifically Job 10. Listen what that word condemned right there said. To think ill of yourself. To pronounce judgment. To pass sentence upon with a negative prefix. So all day long, I'm either going around talking about how right I am because of the Lord Jesus, or I am saying stuff that have a negative prefix to it. Now again, the only one that chooses to do that is me and you. By your words. So again, you know what I believe the Lord Jesus is saying? And pay attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth. Pay attention. Go with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 59. And let me give you another one. Now, as you're turning there, we got one of our guys on our praise and worship team. One of our guitarists. And it is, it is coming up right on a year that he did this. But a year ago at this time, he got two jars of rice. Just plain old white rice. And he stuck it in each jar. Screwed the lid on both of them. And over one of them, he would speak over it every day and he would say, 
you're going to live. You're going to be healthy. You're going to stay that same color. You're not going to. He spoke positive. He spoke great things over it. He said, Pastor, that other one, you know what I began to say to it? He said, you're cursed. You're going to die. He started speaking negative prefixes to it. He told me after six weeks, the one stayed exactly the same. He said it had life. He said that other one started changing colors. I see him a few weeks later. I said, how's the jar going? He said, Pastor, when I walk by it, I speak life to one. I speak death to the other. He said, that one's still alive. It's flourishing. He said, that other one, you can't believe the, the junk in it, the mold, how yucky it looks. He's a year later, and I asked him Sunday morning, I said, hey, you still doing that? He said, Pastor, I am. He said, it is the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life because he said, I was never completely aware of the power of my tongue, and still I started doing this. And so right there, guess what? That, that substance called rice was listening to the very commands of a man. I didn't do that, okay? He did it, but he was telling me about it. And so I began to think about all the situations in my own life where I saw people that would speak condemnation out of their mouth, and I saw people that would speak uh, justification out of their mouth. I've seen it on both sides. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get in here and tell you these stories because I believe they'll help you real quick. Uh, years ago now, my daughter's in here. At her, at her 12-year-old birthday party, she was having a bunch of little girls over and we were doing it at a swimming pool. I'll get a little moved telling this, okay, and you'll see why. But uh, little girls are arriving, and uh, some of them are going out to the pool. And, you know, Shelly and my daughter are out there escorting them in. And so I go back to the pool, and, and I walk into the pool, and I'm going over there telling all the little girls, uh, you know, wait just a second before we get in. And I look, and it's like I turn right back around and look, and, and there's a body at the bottom of the pool. The, the young lifeguard, he freezes, he freaks. He doesn't know what to do. So I jump in and I go under and I get her up. And, and when, when I get her up, and I'm, I'm just going to be graphic and tell you because it was so real to me, her, her eyeballs were already huge. And so, man, I, I start doing CPR, pumping water out. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, I'm speaking in the name of Jesus, speaking. And so she dies. And so we're, we're really, really close friends with her mom and daddy. And we're eating one night, and the mother started saying this out of her mouth. She said, you know, I had, I had five kids. And she said, one of the reasons I wanted to have five kids, because she said, I always told the Lord, if any of my children die prematurely, I'll have a bunch left over. And when we started talking to her, you begin to find, and I, I'm not judging her, okay, guys? I'm not throwing a stone. I'm just, I'm just telling you the powers of words, how they can condemn. As far back as she could remember, she had said that. So, I want to have a bunch of kids in case one of them ever dies. 
Man, your words are powerful. The other side of that coin is I'm around a guy out in Seattle a number of years ago, and he begins to share with us that his wife was diagnosed with a bad, bad, bad form of cancer. The doctor said, send her home and let her die. You know what he said? She'll live to declare the works of God. I don't believe God's done with her. So he became so uh, uh, intentional with his words that outside of her bedroom, he put a sign up there. And you know what it said? It said, if you're going to come in here and speak to my wife in any negative way, don't come in here. If you're going to come in here, only speak life to her, only speak about her future, only speak about healing. He surrounded her with powerful words. That's it. And he said, I had family members that would come in and they would begin to talk about her funeral. And he'd say, get out, get out. Uh -uh. If you can't speak life in here. 38 years after that took place, the woman was still alive and living great. And he said, me and my daughters, we would go in and we would speak positive. We'd speak the things of God over, over and over and over again. So right there in those two, two illustrations, you can see the power of my words, justification, sanctification. You go back and you look at the Lord Jesus. Before he did stuff, he would say what he was going to do when it would happen. Illustration, remember when the uh, dead man Lazarus is in the grave? Jesus walks up and he says, hey, Lazarus, come forth. He spoke exactly how he wanted. If you note there, remember his sister said, Lord, he's been dead for three days. He stinketh. Jesus wasn't moved by the circumstance. Think about they're on the ship. They're out in the ocean and it's rocking and rolling and, and everything's bad. It looks like we're going to drown. You know what Jesus says? Boys, get your life jacket. We're going down. He didn't say that. You know what he said? Peace be still. Peace be still. The power of our words. That's why we are, we are strong, strong believers when we speak the name of Jesus out of your mouth. Speak the name. Speak the word. Isaiah 59, verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. And you know what that tells me right there? God's not the problem. Verse 2, but your iniquities, your iniquities are, are sins that have been handed down generation after generation. Every one of us in there have some form of iniquities within our bloodline. He goes on to say, but your iniquities have separated you from God. They've cut you off. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Now watch this. Your lips have spoken lies. And your tongue has muttered perversity. So he goes back and he tells us the things that have cut God off from our lives. He said, your hands have blood on them. You know what I believe that is? I believe he's talking about murder with your hands. He said, about your fingers. Specifically said, and your fingers with iniquity. I believe that's a couple illustrations. One that we can point with our fingers. I believe it could be even addressed to a thief. The way a thief steals is through his fingers. 
Then he says something interesting. Your lips have spoken lies and your tongue has muttered perversity. So he said, what's getting you out of, out of alignment with me is your hands and your fingers or your mouth and your tongue. Now I believe I can say this pretty safe in here. That most of us in here haven't ever committed murder or we're not going to commit murder. So we rule that out. And how many of us in here have done stuff with our fingers? Probably most of us. Have you ever pointed your finger at someone in an ugly way? How many have ever stolen anything? Yes, I've stole stuff. That was before Christ, okay? I, I don't do five-finger discounts anymore. Okay? You were a thief, Pastor? I, I was a thief. I was a drunk. I was all the above before I gave my heart to Jesus. So that rules out that part of us. But those next two, it's probably unanimous. We're all guilty of both of those rascals right there. My tongue and my mouth. And so right here, I believe he's telling us right here, your words have the ability to cause me to not do what I want to do in your life. I'm not dull of hearing what he said. So what do we do when we're done? Man, we repent. Lord, I repent for saying stupid things out of my mouth. I repent for prefixes of negativity out of my mouth. I repent, Father God, for speaking death. Now grace me, help me with my tongue. Your words got power. They got creative power and ability in them. How many have ever said this or had this said to you? Watch your language. You better watch your language. Well, normally if my mom ever said that, it was because I said a curse word or I said something very negative toward my sister. But what would happen if Jesus said to us, you better watch your language. I don't believe Jesus is saying that in the area of, of being ugly or cursing. I believe Jesus is saying, quit saying those things that are defiling yourself. Quit saying those things that are causing condemning, condemnation. Sometimes, I don't know that we realize it, but because of our words, we might as well walk around with a big sign that says, condemned. I'm condemned. Stay away from me. Pastor, we would never do that. No, but just think about that thought. My words are either justified or my words are condemning me. I, Jesus said it, okay? So I have the choice just like you do. Do I obey what he said? Or I do disobey it? You can blow it off all you want. I choose to believe the word of God is going to be true. Now, last verse. We're going to hit this one because this is a great one. Go all the way back into the New Testament. Way back. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And verse 19. Mark this one, okay? Mark this one in your Bible. Mark this one in your heart. Mark this on a note right here. I know some of you like tattoos. If you're going to get a tattoo, this is a good one. Put it right there on your cheek, okay? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sometimes i got to get a little hungry with you guys. Wake up. <laughs> Verse 19. So then... Uh, many translations will say this, know this, 
Know this. My beloved brethren, my sons and daughters, woohoo, that's us. Let every man, there's that name man in there. How many times we, evil man, good man, every man. Let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. Wow. Every man. You know what James was saying to us? Pay, pay close attention to your words. Measure your words before you speak them. Let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out how God created us. Thank God he didn't create us with two mouths and one ear. We do bad enough with one mouth. Be swift to hear. So you know what he's saying? Pay attention before you allow those words to come out of your mouth. Measure your words. Make sure they're lining up with the things of God. And then speak the word of God. You know, I pray over our president every day. Not every day, the majority of days. James 1.19. I said, Lord, help President Trump to be swift to hear and slow to speak. But you know what? I don't pray over him while I don't pray over myself. I pray over myself. Father God, help me. Help me to be swift to hear and slow to speak today. Help me to measure my words. Help me, help me, help me to jump. It's kind of like a cow. How many of you have ever seen a cow eating? He, he takes that grass and he starts chewing on it. Mmm. Then he swallows it. I'm fixing to really gross you out. Then he regurgitates it and he eats it again. That wasn't a good illustration, but anyhow, you got to get the word. Get the word, okay? Get the word on the inside of you. Get the word. Chew on the word. Chew on the word. Chew on the word. And what I found in my life, when life swells up and problems come, and you know the Lord Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have temptations. You're going to have trials. It's not always going to be easy, John 16, 33. He said every bit of that. So when life starts coming at you, instead of hitting the, uh, the, uh, the basement, Going down into the cellar, pulling your sheets up. You speak the word of God. huh? This is what daddy said. This is what my God said. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You start speaking the word of God. And I'm telling you the things of God will rise up on the inside of you. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.